Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys. Wednesday, January 17th, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, ready for a Wednesday slate, which was three games, is now down to two games, and we'll explain why uh, in just a moment. But two NHL games left on the slate. We'll break those down in just a moment. Shout out to everyone in the chat, and more importantly, before we get into that, what a phenomenal first BetCast of 2024 yes. last night. It was absolutely outstanding. Uh, lots of fun indeed. Lots of laughs. I mean, that was one of those nights where we actually just the, the laughs and the uh, the entertainment factor, uh, it was off the charts, uh, even yeah. more than normal uh, with the uh, BetCast last night. But it was a lot of fun. Results-wise, up and down, you know, that kind of night. But certainly nothing about it up and down as far as the enjoyment factor. Uh, with the uh, BetCast last night. It, it was lots of fun, great people as usual. Uh, we have such a great Ice Guys family and community now uh, and just such a great group that joined us on the stream throughout the night. And it was packed. It was bumping. You know, this was the bar slash pub slash nightclub uh, was bumping last night. I mean, we had basically up near or at capacity as far as uh, people on the stream, on the BetCast for the entire thing. So uh, it was a lot of fun. We appreciate you guys joining us. And remember, we have one more BetCast here in January, but it's exclusive to the Patreon members and subscribers. Date to be determined, but it will be before the end of January. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and uh, we're looking forward to that BetCast as well. And of course, we will have the usual public free-for-all BetCast, another one coming your way in February uh, after the Super Bowl. So uh, definitely uh, looking forward to that. But a great mix. Lots of new uh, faces. Exactly, Rich. Great point. We had new faces, yeah. uh, people stepping up and in uh, to the BetCast for the very first time, including Kristen, who I see in the chat, who uh, had a great live bet call there with Dallas, uh, the team total for them going into the third period. Uh, against the Los Angeles Kings last night. But uh, good stuff from everyone that joined us. Shout out to Jason Demers, leading off the BetCast with a cameo uh, right at the beginning before he started to, before he was ready to hit the cameras there with, for the uh, San Jose television, uh, the studio portion of the San Jose TV broadcast of the Sharks-Blackhawks game with Brody Brazil, uh, the two of them last night. So shout out to him. Sammy P as well. Uh, joining us on the uh, show uh, on, on the uh, BetCast last night and taking that wonderful group photo of everybody too yeah. uh, toward the uh, end of the night. That was great. Everyone raising a glass, uh, having a good time, smiles all around, drinks all around. Uh, Goose recovering from his hospital bed after the car accident <laughs> didn't happen. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was, I mean, that was, and look, it's, uh, Sammy's the one that said it. Let's be honest. Yeah. We all were thinking it, and I was thinking it all night. He, the, just the way he was postured there and set up, it looked like he was in his hospital room. Yeah. And the shade of his shirt made it look like the shade of a hospital gown that you put on a patient <laughs> in the uh, hospital. So uh, that was absolutely hilarious. But uh, nevertheless, um, it was uh, it was fun stuff uh, last night on the uh, PetCast uh, and um, like I say, it's enjoyable. And it's not just, you know, we're there to win and lose bets. We want to win, obviously. But it's not just there to make bets. That's the primary reason. But we want to have some fun and enjoyment and just have some great camaraderie with a lot of our viewers and listeners. And we're able to have that on these BetCasts, Alex. A very fun one once again last night. 
Yeah, it was an absolutely wonderful time. Uh, you know, like I said, a lot of laughs, a lot of drinks, and we cashed some tickets as well live. Like I said, it wasn't the best of nights. We've had better nights, but we still did good with some uh, some live bet winners. So uh, looking forward to the next one. Like I said, we got one coming up for the Patreon subscribers this month. We'll have a few more, you know, to follow in the uh, coming months as we get into the second half. Good hockey as well always uh, helps with that. You know, even though it wasn't uh, some of the best uh, profits, especially with our pregame bets. We did have, have a couple. We did hit, you know, hit some best bets. I had my team total over the Rangers. But overall, we're starting to see some really good hockey night in and night out. We're not seeing a lot of uh, duds with these big cards. The smaller cards can be a little different, a little trickier. But with these big cards, we're seeing some really good matchups. And uh, the scheduling worked out really well, too, for the night, for the betcast. Everything kind of flowing right into one another. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, it was a great. It was a great schedule. I love the way it was laid out last night, where they didn't put everything on at seven. We had three seven o'clock games. Actually, if you want to quibble, they could have put one of those at seven thirty. I mean, they could have, uh, but they put three at seven. It's still better than it's been. We had a, a trio at eight, two at eight, one at eight thirty, two at nine o'clock. It ended up being pretty good as far as the way they uh, scheduled it, as far as times are concerned. Yeah, that was the highlight. This is Bailey, no doubt. Colorado, we all jumped on that. Uh, when they were trailing against Ottawa, knowing the Senators just turned to absolute shit when they're trying to hold a lead, and it hasn't gotten any better under Jacques Martin. We'll start the recap right there since we're talking about it. like we all we all hopped on Colorado last night. Most of us, uh, they came back and they drilled Ottawa with five unanswered goals. Think about the fact Ottawa led four to two at one point in that game, and then Colorado just with the uh, response and the five unanswered goals uh, to win that game by a score of seven to four last night. Uh, they just haven't figured it out, and that's alarming that Ottawa still has not figured out how to hold leads uh, based on the fact that they actually had a couple days off, a couple time, a chance to practice uh, a little bit more extensively with Jacques Martin and the new coaching staff, uh, and unfortunately, we just didn't really see any sort of massive improvement, and we saw the same old problems reoccur. Uh, for the uh, Ottawa Senators last night. So, uh, absolutely, that was a um, you know it was out there, and we saw that. Uh, uh, Ottawa has been vulnerable, uh, holding leads. And we know Colorado is one of those teams that can make you pay, put it all together. A lot of us were on Colorado live, so it was good to see pregame wise. That was my strongest game of the night. We had Ottawa team total over, which cashed, even though they lost, we had the first period, both teams to score in that game, which cashed. And we had the over six and a half in that game and a live over five and a half. So that was a phenomenal game for me. Uh, abs and sense. best game of the night betting wise. Uh, and Colorado with a 7-4 to win last night against uh, Ottawa. The Rangers, shout out to uh, Alex for his best bet. Rangers team total over 3.5. They get 5 uh, and a 5-2 win against the uh, Seattle Kraken uh, last night. Looked like a little bit of a fatigue uh, Seattle team, no question about that. Yeah, Poe DJ and Stoner, glad someone listened and actually bet the thing with Ridley Gregg. I mentioned it, and I didn't bet it, and I was frustrated by that. I forgot, just slipped my mind to bet Ridley Gregg, but at least we know moving forward, if he stays in that uh, number one uh, center spot for the, um, uh, for the uh, Ottawa Senators, it's worth a look, his goal props. I did have a good one with the Rangers game as far as goal props are concerned. Capo Caco, yes, Jeffrey mentioning that in the chat, plus 540 for him to score. Uh, unbelievable price, considering he is still a pretty skilled player, was playing on the uh, top line uh, for the uh, for the New York Rangers last night. So great to hit that prop. Batherson also in the Ottawa game was a goal prop and Logan O'Connor as well. So good goal prop caches in both of those games, uh, including Kako with the Rangers win 5-2 uh, over Seattle. That's now two losses in a row for Seattle, and I'm not going to push the panic button. Pretty difficult spots. 
a banged up team right now as well. Let's not forget that. Kraken are without several key members of that team the last two games. So the injury bug has bitten them a little bit here uh, on this road trip. I don't want to start saying that they're going to go right back into a massive losing streak now. I think that's premature. You know, Matty Beneers on IR, Burakovsky's been missing. You've been without Vince Dunn now two games in a row. I mean, I'd pump the brakes on saying a, a massive, you know, a collapse is coming for Seattle. Yes, it's two losses in a row after the big win streak, but they are on this, you know, grueling road trip. The injuries are mounting. You know, they didn't have Joey Decord last night, who's been the component, the the biggest component of this win streak. They're banged up a little bit right now. Those are key players. That's your number one center. That's your best puck-moving offensive-minded defenseman. Those are key members of your team not playing. You miss those guys. So I would, I'm not ready to panic over two straight losses uh, for Seattle. Alex, are you? No, not yet. No, like I said, and, and with these injuries, if, if these were if this was a healthy team and they were losing these couple of games after having that streak, then you'd be a little bit more concerned. But, you know, like I said, it's a couple of wins. It's been a tough stretch. After playing some really good hockey, you tend to see teams kind of regress to the norm a little bit. So uh, not too worried yet. No, not too worried either. I agree with that. Uh, Dallas 5-1 against L.A. We all jumped in on the uh, Stars team total. Many of us did anyway. Uh, in the third period, Kristen, of course, recommended it in the chat. Um, and they pulled away from the Kings. Kings really looked like they hit a wall third period. It's been a long road trip for them as well, much like Seattle. And, you know, when these West Coast teams like L.A., like Seattle, they go on these long Eastern road trips now through the Midwest, too. So they've had to change time zones. They started in the East time zone, L.A. Now they're in the Central with Dallas last night. So that's that's a lot of, that you have to go through physically and mentally. So. Uh, LA caught up to them in Dallas with a 5-1 win over the uh, Stars last night. First period over, our old friend returns in victorious fashion last night with the uh, first period over cashing in uh, that game. Uh, Very disappointing from Anaheim. I thought they'd be a little bit better than that. They get shut out blank 2-0 by Washington. I know they were on a back-to-back, but that was such a good win for them against Florida uh, on Martin Luther King Day. Thought maybe they could uh, get you know, keep the momentum from that and be able to keep rolling into that game last night, especially with, and more so it was just me thinking, you know, Washington can't be trusted as a big favorite like that. Uh, But sure enough, the uh, Capitals do get the win two nothing last night, missed opportunities for the Anaheim Ducks in that game Four two Winnipeg over the New York Islanders, a solid bounce back performance from the Jets after their loss against the uh, Philadelphia Flyers uh, in that game. And that's a sign of a really good team. That's why Winnipeg is among the best teams uh, in the standings right now in the National Hockey League, their ability to bounce back, and they did it again. Lost to Philly over the weekend, and they bounced back. They beat the New York Islanders last night, 4-2. to two. Uh, A very dull San Jose-Chicago game last night. Uh, I pity our guy, J.D. there, Demmer. Jason Demers being in the uh, studio with Brody Brazil, having to watch that game for 60 minutes. It's pretty dreary. Not a lot going on. I will say this. Peter Morozik's the big reason the Blackhawks won. San Jose did have the better of the play, 38-25 edge and shots on goal. Uh, and the uh, Chicago Blackhawks, though, prevail in what looked like a shootout that was going to go 20 rounds the way it was start. I thought maybe this might go 20 rounds the way it's going. It's not like there's a tremendous supply of you know bona fide sharpshooters uh, on either of these teams from a shootout standpoint. And sure enough, it went a while, but Forrest Kachuk, the unlikely shootout winner for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks to get the uh, two to one win there in that game. And then the end of the night, because going into that game, the night was actually slightly profitable for me and I had a chance to be a winning night. And then we just had some dreadful finishes, at least from my standpoint with the uh, last two games, we had the two dogs 
And I think even if I hit one of the two underdogs there in the uh, 9 Eastern hour, uh, I'm profitable on the night. Instead, it's a, it's a losing night, and it's frustrating. We had the Leafs. They can't hold a 2-0 lead against Edmonton. We had Arizona. They can't hold a 2-0 lead uh, against Calgary, and they both end up losing. Uh, Calgary, um, especially, too, for Arizona, Calgary was under the weather, you know, and Arizona can't bring that game home. That's a very disheartening loss for the Coyotes. They give up the uh, power play goal in overtime. Uh, the good news is Sharon Govich and Coleman got two of the goals for Calgary, so I had goal props on both of them, so minimize the damage a little bit, but still frustrating. Uh, Calgary with the overtime win 3-2 last night against Arizona. And then the Leafs, I mean, this is now the fourth straight game that they have blown a lead and lost. Um, up 2-0 in that game as well. Four unanswered for the Edmonton Oilers. Really could have been 5-2 because Hyman's goal got brought back because of offside. You know, it was that close for them, Edmonton having another goal uh, on the board. I don't think, look, it was 2-0. The Leafs are in control. And Martin Jones has been great. Let's be real. He's been very good, at least for the most part. But the goal he gave up to Leon Dreisaitl just after the offside was called on Hyman to negate that first goal for Edmonton, thats he's got to have that. That's horrible. I mean, it was just that classic Martin Jones goal where everything's still in your control. You're up 2 nothing in the game. And that bad angle, weak-ass backhand that somehow gets through Martin Jones, he's got to stop that. That's the first really, really shitty goal that he has given up here uh, in this run that he has been in net here for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, that's he's got to have that one, as simple as that. And it seemed like that totally start, uh, unraveled the Leafs. And panic set in, and that's fragile. Fragility has creeped back to the Toronto t uh, team right now. You know, and Edmonton got stronger the moment they made it 2-1, to one, and the next thing you know, it's 2-2. Two, two. That's a horrible... Uh, dis defensive coverage on the Derek Ryan goal for Edmonton that tied it. You don't leave Derek Ryan alone in the mixer, in the bumper zone, right in the slot area there in front of the net. Totally unmarked. Totally unmarked on that tying goal. Nobody paid any attention to him, uh, and he ended up tying it for Edmonton. And that was T.J. Brody's man. T.J. Brody had another awful night, and, and look, he is getting a lot of criticism. His play has totally declined for Toronto from a defensive standpoint, totally declined uh, as of late, uh, and it happened again there. Uh, and then don't get me started with the 3-2 goal. 3-2 goal, it was five Leafs standing still like pylons and statues uh, in their own zone, and Ryan McLeod just spins and fires. That was a good shot. You know, and I don't think Jones could see it, so Jones doesn't get any fault, in my opinion. That's five dopes in front of him, standing still like a bunch of morons there and not doing anything. That's the problem with that go-ahead goal for uh, Ryan McLeod there uh, in that three-to-two uh, go-ahead goal. And then, of course, the empty net uh, ends up, uh, you know, it's five people standing still when, when Ryan McLeod shot that puck in to give Edmonton the three-two lead. Both three, all three forwards and the two D. It was embarrassing to see that. Nobody did anything. Nobody blocked a shot. Nobody checked their man. Nobody. Uh, and they deserve to have the go-ahead and eventual game-winning goal uh, go against them in a situation like that. And then after a loss like that, your fourth straight loss in a row, I got to read and hear quotes from Mitch Marner post-game saying, we're not listening to anybody. We're a good hockey team. We know we're a good hockey team. Sometimes things go your way and sometimes they don't. That's not what I want to hear after a loss like that in your fourth straight game blowing a lead, Mitch. That's not what I want to hear. I want to hear this is unacceptable. I want to hear responsibility. I want to hear accountability saying we need to fix this shit. 
We can't be blowing games four straight fucking times. We can't do it. Instead, I got to hear this bull junk, this bullshit from Mitch Marner once again about, wow, oh, just a break here or there. We're playing really good hockey. Oh, we've got, um, you know, oh, sometimes it just it goes your way and sometimes it doesn't. Really? Fourth straight blown lead and I got to hear junk like that? Sometimes it goes your way and sometimes it doesn't? That's a loser's quote. That is a loser's quote. That's a loser's mentality. That is someone that's not serious about changing the past, correcting the mistakes of the past. That's what that kind of a quote is. That was such a horrendous, lame, and pathetic thing to say after that game from Mitch Marner. Pathetic, as far as I'm concerned. You're supposed to be pissed. You're supposed to be angry. You're supposed to be saying, you know, that's enough. Uh, I'm sick of this shit. We're blowing these leads. We've got to fix it. Pronto. I don't want to hear this. Oh, a couple of bad bounces. Oh, little thing goes against us here. We're still playing really good. Uh, playing really good is not blowing four straight leads. Okay. That's not playing really good in my book. Okay. So s- stop the nonsense. All right. Tired of it. And and if I'm a Leaf fan, I would be tired of it too. It's absolutely ridiculous. I hear, I hear something like that. That's why the mentality of this team is fragile and sucks yep. and why no one has faith in them come playoff time. Playoff yep. teams don't talk like that. Playoff teams don't blow games four straight times with a lead and say, oh, you know what, just you know, sometimes it goes our way, sometimes it does. Ah, oh, oh, well, whatever. You don't act like that if you're a serious team and you're serious about winning and you're serious about contending for a Stanley Cup, period, end of story. Anyway, Absolutely. Alex, the last night. I absolutely agree. Like I said, that that's a, a game you're supposed to win if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs. You're supposed to and give a better effort. Not and like I said, you know, show some pride even in the loss. Like you said, you know, just 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 kind of taking that in stride. And I get some, you know, we say the dog days of January, but you still can't come out with a quote like that. Like I said, you know, you have you have to, you know, like I said, the the mentality has to just be at a at a higher level. It's just it's just not, you know, and it's the same old shit with with uh, Toronto. At this point now, you know, I, I get I get tired of talking about them this time of year because they're still going to be in a playoff spot. This has been six damn years them. on this show. We've been talking about this crap with this team the whole time, the whole run yeah. on this show. Yeah. yeah. It'd be one thing if this team was bad and then, oh, well, we know they're going to miss the playoffs. But no, they're, they're going to find their way to get these wins and still be in the playoffs and then still do some stupid shit to get bounced out of the playoffs. So, yeah, it, 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 it's it's annoying as, you know, for what we do every day to have to talk about these guys. But, uh, you know, that's just the name of the game. But. Looking at some of the other contests last night, it was like I said, it was a lot of, of fun battles. It would have been better to cash, uh, you know, some more props. We got the the winner with the uh, the New York Rangers getting that team total over, and that spot just was glaring. Like I said, we're not worried about Seattle, but seeing the Rangers playing well at home in that kind of a spot where they could have easily kind of laid an egg, and that game could have gone to overtime. They found themselves in a losing effort. No, they got the offense rolling, and they dominated both ends of the ice. Uh, cruising to win. That's a team that looks like a Stanley Cup contender. That's how an Eastern Conference playoff team should look. Team like 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 New York. Toronto could learn something from the Blue Shirts uh, in, in that perspective. Uh, also kind of looking at that game, uh, Sharks and Hawks last night. Thought that was going to be the toilet bowl. It ended up being you know somewhat kind of exciting in the third period. Goes to OT, goes to a shootout, and Hawks get that second point in the shootout. Peter Morazic, you know, say what we have about him. You know, he's often injured, been inconsistent, but right now he's playing some really good hockey. And uh, it's nice to see that. I'm sure he's got to be feeling great about that after, you know, dealing with those injuries and dealing with this kind of the bumps and being moved around to kind of be settled somewhere now. And like I said, the talks have kind of been heating up more and more about him uh, sticking around in Chicago for, like I said, at least a year. I haven't heard any terms, but 
they're trying to extend him next. And it's not the worst thing in the world based on what we're seeing right now. But we all, like I said, we have to kind of take this with a grain of salt. Usually when we see this, one of two things happens. He regresses in form or he gets hurt. So, you know, with bated breath, we're, we're, we're watching some good Peter Morazic, uh in goal right now. But let's just see how long that lasts. Uh, just kind of anything else to kind of cover. Colorado-Ottawa, like I said, that was a great game for us. Uh, got the first period over live, uh, grabbed that full game over five and a half live. And then when we saw them kind of down, I, I said it was plus 180 at the moment. I said, I'm jumping in, grabbing them. They were down a, down a goal. And they came back and, and uh, you know, just obliterated Ottawa in that third period. And like I said, you know, teams having these third period breakdowns, those are the teams that are going to get left out in April and May. Uh, you know, and the teams who find their ways to pile on and, and secure victories, those are the teams that will probably be going a little bit further into May and maybe even into June. So, uh, you know, some good hockey to watch and, uh, like I said, you know, some solid results. Hopefully we can do a little bit better with just the two games tonight. Yeah, so we just have two games tonight. And uh, sometimes there's sometimes we have these nights where there's only two games, and I love the two games. Yeah. And I think, wow, I could have ma- I could make 10 bets on these two games between sides, totals, and player props. Tonight's not that case, though, uh, for me, unfortunately. It is a tricky two games. Uh, there's nothing I really love. I've, I've str- I'm struggling just to – I still have not chosen a best bet for the end of the show from mm-hmm. these uh, two games. So it is really, to me, it's a scarce two games. It's nothing that really, really stands out, uh, in my opinion, here necessarily. But there are two games. We'll talk about them, even though I'm not overly strong. I do like the card tomorrow. I do think there's some yes. good spots tomorrow yes. uh, on Thursday, so we're looking forward to that. So uh, just full disclosure ahead of time. I mean, this is not going to be a uh, uh, a loaded-up kind of night for me with these uh, two games on the uh, slate on this Wednesday. But we will begin with Montreal and New Jersey. Uh, the Devils minus 180 home favorites, 6.5 the total shaded to the under here in this game. Um, big news is that, look, Nico Dawes, is he the number one goalie right now? Sure, starting to look that way. Uh, he is once again the uh, starting goaltender here for the New Jersey Devils tonight, which tells you all you need to know about their faith and confidence right now in Vitek Vanacek uh, because it is definitely not there. Uh, Nico Dawes getting a third straight start. And look, he was backstopped them to the 4-1 to one win in Florida over the weekend, which snapped the Panthers' uh, lengthy win streak. And then he was in that Martin Luther King Day against Boston, and he played pretty well even though they got blanked. You know, 3 nothing. but I thought he did a pretty good job, uh, kept the uh, Devils in that game, kept them afloat, you know, for a very long period of time. So he's been very solid in net for them. No question, he's back in net tonight. Banged up Devils team. Jack Hughes out, Andre Pilat day-to-day. Uh, there is a chance, I believe, with Pilat, though, that he might uh, be able to return. We'll see uh, tonight. He's missed the last six games for the uh, Devils. Uh, Brendan Smith, veteran defenseman out as well. And of course, we know Dougie Hamilton and Jonas Siegenthaler are also missing right now for this uh, Devils team. Um, and a Devils team that, look, they're going into their depth as far as the blue line. You look at the way it sets up for them here tonight. Luke Hughes, Simon Nemich, who's actually been pretty good. Kevin Ball, John Marino, and then you're down to Cal Foot and Colin Miller on your third pair. So uh, definitely some shakeups with the depleted blue line right now uh, for this Devils team. Uh, up front, like I said, Hughes is still out, which means he's here. McLeod, Lazar, and Chris Tierney, a veteran uh, of the NHL, now moves into that fourth line center spot. But he's here, McLeod, and Lazard. Uh, uh, he's here, McLeod, and Lazar are going to be the th- top three centers. 
Uh, we'll see how that goes for them. Timo Meyer is back. That's the big news for uh, New Jersey. They at least get Timo back, uh, and he will be on the second line tonight with McLeod and Mercer uh, on that unit. Montreal on the flip side, uh, great effort from them, obviously, in their last game over the weekend, uh, taking on the uh, Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton that's on this incredible uh, win streak, which they continued last night, uh, took them to uh, overtime, and they lost 2-1. to one. Uh, And then they had the big upset. Uh, of course, on Monday against Colorado, 4-3 uh, at home over the Avalanche. So uh, a very solid win for uh, Montreal. Samuel Montembeau uh, will get the uh, start in net for the uh, Canadians tonight. Uh, he was in net for the Edmonton game and actually played pretty well, even though they lost that game in OT. Faced 41 shots, only gave up two goals uh, in that start. Uh, he's given up just uh, three goals or less now in four straight starts. So Better numbers here in the short term for Montembeau. Actually, his full season numbers, uh, they are getting better because of this uh, run that he's been on. 2.89 goals against, uh, 909 save percentage uh, for Montembeau coming into this game here tonight against uh, New Jersey. Uh, we've seen the Devils, or Montreal rather, three of the last five games for them have gone past regulation. So they're playing a lot of close games. Really, that's the only thing I'm interested in. Maybe a draw here uh, with Canadians and Devils. That's about it. I think Montreal can hang. Hughes without uh, or New Jersey without Hughes. I wonder if they can win by margin, even though they did against Florida. Montreal's been a pretty feisty uh, team. I like what I'm seeing from them. Uh, you know, they've competed hard in these games. I like seeing that finally, all this time playing with Caulfield and Suzuki. And I've said, come on, man, you're the number one overall pick. You got to start producing here when you're getting this golden opportunity here on the top line. And finally, Slapkovsky uh, finds the back of the net playing with. Uh, Caulfield and Suzuki. So, like I say, from a prop standpoint, there's definitely some value there as long as he stays on that top line to score a goal. You can get over plus 300 on him to score a goal. They just got Harvey Pinard back, who has been someone that's actually played solid at times for Montreal since he's been with the team, uh, which is good to see. And it's important because there's still a banged up mess with Yessa Yelonen and Pearson and Dvorak and Josh Anderson and, of course, Newhook and Doc. Uh, on IR for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. They are still very depleted up front, so it's important that Uri Slapkovsky plays well on the top line. It's important, you know, to have Harvey Pinard come back with Evans and Gallagher on the second line and make an impact. It's important to have Monaghan, who's showcasing himself, I think, for the trade deadline. I don't think he'll be a Montreal Canadian uh, after the trade deadline. Uh, you know, it's important for him to increase his value by playing well for this team right now. Yoel Armia, his... Uh, you know, offensive contributions, and he's popped in a goal here and there. So that's important um, uh, to me, only the draw. I think the side is tough. I'm not laying a buck 80 with Jersey, but Dawes is playing well, so I'm not rushing to take Montreal. As far as the total goes, you know, I, I, I think uh, the pace will be an over, but look at these two games, uh, Alex, with Nico Dawes in net, two unders. He had a 4-1 game and a 3-0 game. So I'm not rushing for the over here either in this game. So for me, it's just going to be a look to the draw and some props, which I'll mention in more detail uh, in just a moment. Alex, what do you think here? Montreal, New Jersey. Yeah, this game, like I said, nothing really thrilling about it. And it feels like it could be just kind of one of those slow, quiet paced games that finds itself in, into overtime or a shootout. Uh, so this is one I have to draw at plus 370 is the highest price I'm seeing. Also would take a shot with correct score 2-2 uh, in this spot. I think you can get around 1,300 with that. So those will be the two plays I'll have in pocket, you know, keeping things small. Cause like I said, it's not that great of a card compared to, to some things tomorrow. So um, this is just kind of a very light, low volume. I don't even think, I don't have anything that's, that's even higher than a half a unit tonight. So this, so the highest play for me is a half unit and that that's the regulation drawing. 
Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, it's like a, it's a very low volume night, a low volume light units night. No question uh, for me in these uh, two games. That being said, as far as props go, there there are some things I like here with the uh, player props in the, in the uh, games tonight uh, and including this one here with Montreal and New Jersey. Um, definitely one that I want to mention here for uh, a couple for Montreal. Slavkovsky's one. I think there's value as long as he's on the top line uh, for New Jersey. Uh, Eric Howell has got two goals, two assists and four points. Uh, in the last uh, four games. Now he's moving back down to the third line. Most of the, the latest uh, couple of games, he's been on the top line, but you could still look in that direction. Michael McLeod's number one for me. Uh, and Mercer, a close second as far as props go. And now Meyer is going to be with them as well. But Michael McLeod has been uh, really, really good for this team. There's no question about that, what he's been able to do for the uh, Devils. Uh, he has three goals and uh, two, three, four, five points in the last uh, six games. Uh, for this team, he has been a, uh, a, a noticeable presence since he's been moved up by Lindy Ruff to center the second line with uh, Mercer. Uh, and uh, he's definitely made an impact. So I like McLeod, still uh, undervalued, in my opinion, in that spot. Uh, and Mercer as well. Mercer was, uh, hasn't had a point in the last two games, but he is still going to have a prop value on the second line as long as he stays there. Uh, there's no question. Uh, uh, Cuban mentioning Alexander Holtz. See, Alexander Holtz Cuban's been dropped to the fourth line. We'll see. He did score against Florida in the 4-1 win, but looks like uh, he's lined up tonight on uh, the fourth line. So you just question, is he going to get enough opportunity, enough ice time with Tierney and Wilman uh, on the uh, fourth line for them? That would be the only thing I would question with that. All right, Detroit and Florida. We've got the uh, Florida Panthers. Oh, by the way, I, uh, this is an interesting angle too. We've got Alex Lyon here uh, for Detroit in net against his old team. That's right, the Panthers. You know, the team that he basically saved their season late in the regular season, and he's a, his playing net down the stretch really helped Florida get into the playoffs just at the uh, last second. Uh, so you got to give him credit, and now he'll be looking to beat his old team, the Panthers, here tonight. We've got Florida minus 200 home favorites, six and a half the total. As I mentioned, Alex Lyon and net for Detroit, Sergei Bobrovsky uh, for Florida. So these two guys were um, – that. Goalie tandem mates, if you will, uh, in Florida last year. And now here we go with uh, Lyon trying to uh, upset the uh, the master, if you will, or the mentor, Sergei Bobrovsky. Um, you know, Alex Lyon is capable. And certainly from a motivational standpoint, he will have it in this spot. There's no question. Now, I have pointed out since his return, He's been up and down. Now, especially the first couple starts, he kind of struggled. He gave up seven goals, and he only faced 59 shots. I do think he's getting better the last few. The last four, he faced 43 shots against L.A. He gave up just three goals. That's pretty good. Uh, two goals on 31 shots against Anaheim. That's pretty solid. The last two games have been really good. He gave up three goals to Edmonton, uh, but faced 47 shots uh, in that game. So he was really peppered. And he only gave up three goals in that game. And then the last start he made against L.A. in Detroit, that 5-3 Red Wings win, uh, three goals allowed on 36 shots. And look at actually the record for the Red Wings with him in net, 4-1 and one for Detroit uh, in Lions' last five starts. So, you know, they've been winning uh, with him in net lately. Four of the last five starts for Lions, Detroit has been on the victorious side of it. So I'm telling you what, and Florida was on this great run, and sure enough, Bubble burst has happened a little bit to Florida. And maybe tonight's the night they get it back, but I'm not going to lay minus 200 to figure it out, you know, if they get it back. Not when you're facing a Detroit team that's got a goalie that's going to want to beat your ass. It's simple as that when you're facing your old team. 
Uh, and look, they've won four of the last five with Lion and Net. This is uh, maybe a, a a couple of pe- a couple of bucks pizza money type bet for me, probably on Detroit or nothing here uh, in this game. The one concern I would have too, and Barkov out for Florida, hundred percent true. Uh, Alex Barkov out, uh, the Rat, uh, as uh, Kevin Bieksa called him on Hockey Night in Canada, the Rat. Nick Cousins uh, is on IR. Uh, I don't know if anyone's going to be shedding tears about that, uh, quite honestly, but. Uh, he's out as well for the uh, Panthers uh, going into this game. Now, look, Detroit does have some injuries too, namely Jake Wallman on the blue line, Patrick Kane as well. Uh, hate to see that because uh, he has been, you know, he's been better lately, but again, lower body injury. And from what I'm hearing, Helene St. James, the longtime reporter of the Red Wings, she's starting to think that it's that hip starting to act <sighs> up again uh, on Patrick Kane. Uh, they're not giving away what. The body, they say lower body. That's the you know that's the day and age we live in. They don't give you an exact. Oh, it's the hip, it's the back, it's the leg. They don't mm-hmm. they don't say shit about what the exact issue is with these damn injuries. But it sounds like the hip might have be reaggravated again for King, and that's a shame because he's had so much work done on that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and it's it's just it would be awful to, if that's indeed what's causing him to miss uh, these uh, this current absence here from Detroit. Uh, from the uh, lineup. By the way, I want to point out this is your TNT game now tonight. With right. Chicago Buffalo postponed to tomorrow night, that was initially going to be the TNT game. TNT is still showing a game tonight, and it's going to be this one now, uh, Detroit uh, and Florida. So again, I don't have a lot here other than maybe I take a small shot on Detroit, small shot on the draw. That's about it uh, here in this game. I don't love the total, six and a half, because I know I'm getting a goalie that's going to want to put up a brick wall tonight in that in Alex Lyon he's going to want to play well uh and you look at Florida they're coming off giving up what a five spot to Anaheim yeah you don't think they're going to want to tighten things up a little bit tonight uh, after seeing that happen so you know normally I like uh I would think in most cases Detroit Florida you know throw out Lyon facing his old team and throw out Florida giving up five to Anaheim I'd probably be going over the total in this game with these two especially Detroit's been trending that way uh, we know uh, as far as overs. And I've been on the Detroit over train for weeks, weeks and weeks and weeks with this team over the total. But, you know, the Toronto game stayed under. Uh, three of their last four games have stayed under. Uh, it's important to note that two of those games were lion starts uh, that stayed under the total. So um, I don't think it's a slam dunk this game goes over the total tonight. So for me, it's just going to be maybe a small shot on Detroit and a small shot on the draw and maybe some props, which I'll mention in a moment. Alex, what do you think here? Red Wings, Panthers. Yeah, now you look at the history in this series, it's been very, very one-sided. It's been all Panthers except for a couple of uh, random 2020 wins uh, for Detroit. I'm not taking a side here at all. I'm not even looking at the draw. I'm just going with both teams to score in the first period. You can get that plus 170 about online. Uh, I think we could see, like I said, some at least decent pace early, and then we kind of see things slow down. I'm not sold on, you know, Alex Lyon playing against his old team. The guy's played against 15 different teams in his career, so uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not using that that logic in this game particularly, but maybe he does uh, have a, a stronger effort. He's been playing well, so I, I'll give him that for the, for the most part. And, and, and in the last two years, even with Florida, obviously he's the reason Florida even got into the playoffs last year to get to that run to the uh, cup final. So we've seen some – Better goaltending overall, really, in the last three years from Lyon uh, than we have for the majority of his career, in my mind. That being said, he's still going to probably give up a goal early in the game. So both teams are scoring the first period, plus 170. That's it. That's uh, Detroit, Florida. All right, good stuff. As far as the props go, I mean, I, I keep saying the same crew for Florida, right? Reinhardt and Verhage and Kachuk. 
Uh, it's it's mostly been those guys. They've been uh, tremendous offensively for the uh, Florida Panthers. Although we've got a couple lineup changes here tonight, and one that's important, actually a couple now. Uh, there is a bit of a shakeup here for Paul Maurice tonight now that they're off two losses. We've got two new um, additions, it looks like, to the top line tonight for Florida. We've got Anton Lundell, who looks like he's going to be centering the top line tonight with Sam Reinhardt. And look who's on the left wing side of that top line, at least as of right now. Our old friend, the Listerine man, E2 Cool Mint Listerine. And it looks like he is on the uh, <laughs> he's on the top line with Lundell and Reinhardt tonight. At least that's what I'm seeing right now. Listerine, Lundell, Reinhardt, your top line. Verhage, Bennett, and Kachuk. Uh, your second line for Florida tonight. Rodriguez sent down to the third line with Stenland and Lomberg, Gadjevich, L- L- uh, Stephen Lawrence, and William Lockwood, your fourth line. So uh, that tells me Lundell, you know, take a look. There's value. It tells me E2, Kuhlman, Lusterinen, uh, there is value. Uh, take a look in those with those two players as far as the props are concerned tonight. I'm doing that right now. With E2 Coolmint Lusterine, and he's plus 420 to get a goal at Batano. He's plus 138 to get a point at Bet Rivers. That is value right there, uh, no question. And then, as far as Anton Lundell is concerned, centering the line with Reinhardt, uh, plus 490 to score a goal, plus 120 to get a point. It's weird. They got goal props and point props available for those two guys, Lundell and Lusterine, but they don't have assist props. So, mm-hmm. if you like them to get an assist, take the point prop. Uh, which is plus 120 for Lundell, and it's plus 138 for uh, Lusterinen uh, in this game. Or you could take a shot for the goal prop, and the goal prop prices are sweet with both of them, and they're on the top line as of now. Plus 490 for Lundell and Lusterinen, plus uh, 420. You know, so good prices there uh, for those two uh, players. Now, again, you're talking about players that you know they're not the most, you know productive offensive players like Lusterinen's only got seven goals. Lundell's only got two goals and Lundell's actually known more for defensive prowess. That's why he's on the top line, Alex. He's a defensive minded center and a good one. He wants a little more defense from that top line. He wants a little bit better checking from the top line. He saw that Anaheim game and he wasn't happy. Uh, Palmer, how could you be happy? Anaheim just got blanked from by Washington last night. It's the same fucking Anaheim team that gave scored five and beat Florida. Uh, in Florida on Martin Luther King Day. So no wonder Maurice wants a defensive presence on that top line. <laughs> Giving up five to Anaheim will make you want better D on your team, no doubt, in certain situations, including that top line. But he is on the top line, and like I said, even though he's more of a defensive center, Lundell, he's going to be playing with Reinhardt, and Reinhardt's making everybody look good right now. So uh, those props with Lundell and Lusterine, and I think are worth a look on the uh, Florida side uh, here tonight. Uh, for Detroit, uh, ob- look, obviously, the, with Kane out, more onus is going to fall on Dylan uh, Dylan Larkin. I think Dylan Larkin's probably a good look here right now. If you look at what he's done, four goals, three assists, seven points in the last five games. Uh, definitely, I think his props are one of the top options here tonight for Detroit. I've mentioned David Perron before. He's been kind of quiet lately, but I think you can look in that direction. Robbie Fabry's back up to the second line, so you know I'm interested when I see that. Robbie Fabry in a top six role means I'm looking at Robbie Fabry props. And I'll throw one more out there for Detroit here tonight, even though he's on the third line tonight with Michael Rasmussen and Christian Fisher centering that line. Andrew Kopp is on a four-game point streak and and goals in three straight games as well for the Detroit Red Wings. That's Andrew Kopp 
So he is someone that, again, we think of more as a two-way center, defensive, good defensive center, not always someone that is going to light up the scoreboard. He's got eight goals on the season, but three of those eight goals have been in the last three games. He has scored in three straight coming into tonight, scored against Edmonton, scored against Los Angeles, and then he scored in their last game against Toronto. So uh, Andrew Kopp, if you're looking for a little bargain bin here and someone that's on a little short-term hot streak finding the back of the net, you can get Andrew Kopp here tonight at plus 550 at DraftKings, plus 560 uh, at Patano. So uh, I really like that. I think I've talked myself into a bargain bin uh, tonight with that one. That's really, really good. One goal away from 100 career goals, says Cuban. There you go. He wants to get that 100, uh, maybe tonight uh, against the uh, Florida Panthers. So good stuff. Good prop game. Like I say, I, I like props on the on both games way more than side right. totals or anything else. Uh, that's the way I see it. Uh, great stuff. A shout out to everyone in the chat. Hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. Again, that BetCast was a lot of fun. And we have one more coming this month, but it's a Patreon-exclusive BetCast, which is why you need to sign up. Patreon.com slash IceGuys. $10 per month. It's one of the best $10 you'll spend uh, on a monthly basis with, what, with what's provided there. What's provided there is our sides, our totals, our player props, each and every day posted on the Patreon page. Uh, we've got, of course, goalie charts, totals charts, and more written content. We've got uh, bonus videos and shows coming up later in the new year. We're going to start recording those once football's over. Uh, theme shows, you know, best goal songs in the league, you know, for home teams. We, we'll do that something with that. We'll do Jersey stuff. We'll talk about that as well. Uh, we're going to do a lot of those kind of theme videos and shows uh, that'll be only available to Patreon members. And, of course, our first Patreon-exclusive Ice Guys Live BetCast is coming your way later this month. Date to be, well, we know the date, but you will not know the date until the day of. On the morning of that BetCast, we will put the YouTube link on the Patreon page, and that will alert all the Patreon subscribers and members that we have an exclusive live BetCast that night. So we're looking forward to that. It's coming up later in January. So, again... Yes. Uh, and only that BetCast will be only available to Patreon members to watch and only available to Patreon members to be part of and join us on the stream. So make sure you are aware of that. So patreon.com slash iceguys, just $10 a month. Get on board with that. It'll be a great $10 because it's also going to be what helps keeps this, keep this show going uh, for the years and years to come. And again, the Ice Guys store as well. Uh, make sure you cop yourself some merch and some gear over at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Yeah, it's been really cool. We saw Sports Beer jump in on the BetCast last night. He was rocking the bargain bin cap. Uh, we saw, you know, people at games wearing the beanies and the hoodies. It's so, it's just amazing. So we appreciate the support. And if you don't have any merch, what are you doing? Grab some right now, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. We got the hoodies in stock. We've got all the draw season merch, the Thailanders merch, and our regular logo merch as well. It's all available at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. All right. Excellent. Good stuff indeed uh, with that. Uh, all right. Um, let me just, uh, and uh, you know what? My best bet for the show, um, I've actually, I, I, I'm because I knew I was going to bet it. It's not even something I've mentioned yet on this show, but I'm going to go with it as a best bet. And it's going to be a player prop for my best bet. Uh, not a side, not a total. It's actually going to be a player prop best bet for this two game card here tonight. And I will get to that in a moment. But first, before we get to that, it's time for the bargain bin special uh, of the night. Uh, it's a thin card, Alex. Now we got two games instead of three. 
So if you if you pass, I get it. But do you have anything here with bargain bin tonight? No, I was looking kind of at the Florida, you know, Detroit game, and you mentioned uh, E2 Lusterine in the 380. That, that's the closest thing that I kind of came to, but I don't know if I'm going to fire on that. So this will probably be a pass. He said it's not the best card. Tomorrow will be a much stronger day. So pass on the bargain bin tonight, and we'll get back right to it tomorrow. All right, pass on the uh, bargain bin for Alex B. Smith. I'm going to get in on the bargain bin, and it's going to be Andrew Kopp for the uh, Detroit Red Wings, plus 560 uh, at Batano. Plus 550 at DraftKings. Um, I'm going to get that price for someone that scored in three straight games. Uh, I will take that price. Uh, it's a great price. Now, again, he's on the third line. That's that's that, that's always the concern. He's not a top six forward. Uh, and he's not going to get power play minutes either. But you can't argue with the results. I mean, three straight games with a goal. He's contributed for Detroit. He's on a little bit of a heater. He's looking to get his 100th career goal tonight uh, in this game for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. So, Andrew Cop, call the cops. Uh, Andrew Cop, uh, plus five sixty uh, for uh, Batano at uh, Batano for my bargain bin special uh, of the night. Yeah, Oliver Lawson, toss him, Rich H. Uh, that's a great point. Of course, Ekman Larson, I'm talking about playing point uh, on the power play, thirty five percent of the time. Yeah, there you go, plus three fifty. Uh, he's at a power play point, so there you go. Good odds there if you're into that. OEL Oliver Ekman Larson, there plus three fifty uh, for a power play point for the. Florida Panthers. All right. So cop for my best uh, for my bargain bin special of the night. Best bet, Alex. Again, only two games. Uh, I guess by default, what the draw in Montreal, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's draw season. So we have to go with the one draw that we like here. Uh, Habs Devils draw. Except like could expect a, a tight contest here. Except like Nico Dawes has been playing fairly well. And these are both teams that you just don't really think of right now as teams that would be lighting up the lamp. So uh, like I said, I'd also grab a little bit of two two correct score in pocket as well. But we're going to go with Montreal, New Jersey draw plus three seventy is the best bet for this uh, short Wednesday card. All right, there we go. We've got the draw, Montreal, New Jersey. Uh, best bet for Alex P. Smith. My best bet. This is actually a bet that I have not even mentioned yet, uh, and including in the in the game that we uh, talk in the game that's involving this prop, Detroit, Florida. But it is a player prop, and it goes back to the situationals we talked about here. We have Alex Lyon facing his old team. We have a Florida team that's probably going to pepper the net with shots after losing to Anaheim and two straight losses. We've seen a Detroit team recently give up a lot of shots on goal uh, to their recent opponents. Uh, you know, look at some of these games where Lions had to face 41, 38, 36 shots. I think he's going to get peppered tonight, win or lose. Uh, Florida will have, you know, a lot of chances, a lot of shots on goal. I think you'll see that, especially after two straight losses. And I think Lyon is going to face a lot of shots and probably have a good night in net. So let's go Alex Lyon for the Detroit Red Wings against his old team over 30 and a half saves, minus 118 at FanDuel. So there you go. Uh, a rare uh, player prop and a goalie saves prop. I think it makes sense. Lyon's going to face a lot of shots tonight. Um, Florida after two straight losses. Uh, he's going to be amped up to play his old team. He's playing, I think, a little bit better and better gradually with each recent start in net Alex Lyons. So a rare player prop best bet for yours truly tonight on this short mini two-game card. Alex Lyon for the Detroit Red Wings, over 30 and a half saves, minus 118 at FanDuel for my best bet here for this Wednesday uh, card. How about that? little change yeah. up there. <laughs> Not too bad. You know, we gotta find gotta find creative ways on a short card like this. 
Exactly. So I like that one. I think it's a good look. All right. Shout out to everyone in the chat. We appreciate it very much. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. Reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Enjoy the games and good luck. Have a great Wednesday night, and we'll see you on Thursday for another edition of the Ice Guys. 